the Healing Through Love podcast with Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. Leaving a toxic relationship is the first step, but what you do next matters most. Kel Kel explains why this is important in episode six. If you're interested, but just to give you some background on me, in 2018, I made the decision to leave an emotionally abusive marriage and leave my entire life and move from sunny South Florida to the rainy city of Seattle to restart my life in every possible way. And I knew that I needed to heal, but I really thought that once I left the relationship, I would just be happy and I would get to live my dream life. And I thought it would be this beautiful journey of self-love and self-discovery. And it was, but also I realized the, the depth of the trauma that I experienced. So I committed to my healing journey and literally changed every single aspect of my life. Like I'm not the same person that I used to be. And now I share the lessons that I've learned with with other women. And I have an online mentorship program that provides private mentorship for women who are navigating the aftermath of a toxic relationship. And I just... Welcome to another episode of Healing Through Love. Each week, we share ideas, experiences, and resources to increase the awareness of domestic and family violence and to empower survivors to grow and thrive. We talk with experts who share their advice or with people who have experienced abuse, no matter where they are on their journey. This is all about healing through love. And now, here are your hosts, Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. Hello and welcome to Healing Through Love podcast. I'm Charlene Lynch from charlenelynch.com. Healing Through Love is a social enterprise whose vision is to shift awareness on domestic and family violence within the community and to support victims and survivors. Our mission is to provide family and domestic violence survivors with a soft place to land by offering advice and services available to them and their families. We interview experts and survivors who share their personal stories and offer advice to those who have experienced abuse, no matter where they are on their journey. As well as Healing Through Love podcast, we hold annual Pamper Days here in Adelaide and soon to be in Tasmania. For these are specifically designed for survivors and their families and where local businesses get together and pay it forward by providing services and resources for the entire day. So think day spa. It's a beautiful experience, a day of indulgence. Now today I've got a very special guest with me. I've got Kel Cal with us. She is a toxic relationship healing mentor. Woo, big title. She's a mindset expert, a podcast host, and the founder of How I Cured My Resting Bitch Face. Now, actually, on that, I must say, if you've got little ones with us today, can I say, pop in some earphones, uh, we're going to be relaxed on this conversation, and so that might not be the first swear word we hear. Uh, Kel is, was a living with what, um, what appeared to be her perfect dream life, but in reality was sincerely miserable, and in an emotional, abusive marriage, 
So she made the decision to leave him and um, and then really went through a, a series of personal experiences, which she's going to share with us today. And she broke free. And now she's using that hot mess that she was to create her message and share that with the world. Kel believes that toxic relationships can be the catalyst for total life transformation. And all women deserve is to fall in love with themselves so that they can be live that happily ever after. Hi, Kel. How are you? Hello. Thank you for such a beautiful welcome. I am so excited to be here and connect with your listeners. Thank you. Now, um, it's a different day where you are. You're in Seattle. Yes, yes. Half a world away. I love it. And, you know, thanks, COVID, because it's created this environment where we can all be in the same space. I love it. So, wow, what a journey. Could you share with us a little bit more about you know, because your life looked perfect on the outside, but obviously things were happening. Can you share with us a little bit about that story? Yes, ab- absolutely. I would love to. So I previously lived in Florida. I was born and raised in South Florida, and I really thought I was living my dream life. I lived in this beautiful house. I had four amazing dogs. I was married. I drove a Porsche and things looked really good from the outside, but inside I was miserable. And I knew I was not happy in my relationship and my marriage. I knew things felt kind of toxic, but I didn't really realize how abusive they actually were until after the fact. But on December 16th of 2017, That was the day my intuition took over. For some reason, I woke up that morning and told my then abusive, now ex-husband that I wanted a divorce and that I wasn't happy in the relationship. I did not commit to leaving at that point in time. And not surprisingly, things did not get better. They got way worse, way more abusive, way more manipulative, way more controlling, way more toxic than ever. And in March of 2018, so a few months after the beginning of the end, I just needed to escape, like immediately escape. I just felt like I was drowning every single day of my life. And my husband at the time gave me permission to visit my sister in Washington. It was my first time actually going to visit her because I was never allowed to to take a trip before because he was very controlling, as is the case in most toxic circumstances. So I took what was supposed to be a two-week vacation. And during that trip, I made the decision to commit to the decision I knew in my heart and soul that I needed to do, which was to leave those toxic circumstances. And the second I got to the airport, I knew there was no way I could ever, ever go back because I experienced something that I had not felt in years. And that was freedom and happiness and the ability to make my own decisions. It was almost overwhelming. I was at the airport. I can still remember. I'm like, I get to decide if I want a coffee or a margarita. Like I get to make my own choices. And it was just so liberating. So after that two week trip, I flew back to Florida. I was locked out of my house. I packed my shit in garbage bags, uh, filed for divorce went to the bank to figure out my finances, realized my ex withdrew every penny from our joint accounts. 
I realized then that I could no longer afford my car payment. So I went to the Porsche dealership to return my car. And two days later, I was on a flight back to Washington. And I'm like, all right, I live here now. Let's do this. I'm going to rebuild my life in every possible way. Wow, that's amazing. And um, just, you know, that point where you get to make the decision between the coffee and the margarita, that what's writ small here is writ large about that cohesive control in making a decision on every aspect. And, you know, from an outsider looking in, um, so if there's anyone listening today and you haven't got a history, for you, that might really hit home that, wow, what do you mean you can't make a decision? But that's the level of control they have over our lives. They, we, we get told what to wear, uh, what to do, when to do it. And yes, exactly what you've said, Cal, from the outside looking in, it can look like a normal life, but it's what happens behind closed doors. So I mm-hmm. love this, having this conversation to bring this into the light. So, you know, what did you do next? Like once you've made that really hard decision, and I, I love the fact that you're talking about decisions. So for our listeners, you know, once you make that decision, you're allowing your own psychological immune system to kick in and support mm-hmm. you to move forward. While we're sitting on the fence, indecisive, we're actually working against ourselves psychologically. So after you made the decision and you got there, like what did you do next? How did you rebuild your life? Well, I knew I knew that I had a tremendous journey to heal. So I didn't even know who I was as a person because that's one of the side effects of being in a toxic relationship is you are stripped of your identity because your identity becomes attached to another person. And then when that person is removed from your life, it's very disorienting because you don't know who you are and you don't know even how to identify your own feelings or emotions because everything is attached to that other person. So I was very fortunate to have the support of my family. My sister found a therapist that I started working with. I was in therapy twice a week using different um, trauma modalities such as EMDR therapy. And she also found me a domestic violence support group, which I begrudgingly went to. And I can remember in the very first session, the other women were going around and giving their introductions and um, listening to their stories. And most of them experienced um, physical abuse. And I, I felt a lot of compassion for them. But when it was my turn to introduce myself, I, I actually told them, I said, I think I'm in the wrong place. I don't think I belong here because I was never physically harmed. And they informed me that, no, you do belong here because emotional abuse is considered domestic violence. And a lot of times that internal trauma, those internal wounds can take longer to heal than broken bones and bruises. So I stayed and it ended up being a tremendous resource for me and helped me navigate the beginning phases of my healing journey. Mm, I love that. And so for our listeners today, there are groups all over the world Mm -hmm. that it's safe for you to connect to. And if you can't physically get out of the house 
as long as you can connect um, on either your phone or a laptop, you can still attend many of the meetings because now a lot of them are streaming as well. In fact, some of the meetings that I know of are only held online. So there are still ways to contact them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So now, now you're in a space where you've made a decision, you've moved forward, you've had, you've got a therapist, which I'm a huge advocate for getting outside mm -hmm. help. Uh, you know, you've got an entire story to rewrite and you need help from a professional to rewrite that story. And now you've got proximity change. So you've got people that are supporting you on your journey. Now, what was the next step for you? So I tend to be a bit of a type A personality and I decided that healing was my number one objective. So I started journaling. I actually have my original journal right here. I call it the OJ and it's actually the most beautiful resource because I wrote down everything. It helped me process what I experienced. It helped me uh, plan for my future. And I actually wrote intentions and goals and objectives for journaling and for my healing journey because therapy was great. The support group was great, but I felt like it wasn't enough. I really needed to rebuild the relationship with myself. And that's the program that I created for myself. So I developed a plan to actually rebuild the relationship with myself to get to know myself. And I committed to that plan. And it actually transformed my entire life because I realized that not only did I need to heal from the trauma of the relationship, I also needed to heal from all of the trauma that led me to that relationship in the first place. Mm, so true. It is, we need to give ourselves that space and that time for the inside work. Mm -hmm. And for that to happen, it's safer for us to be on the other side. So out of the environment, because then our power against their power, if that's pushing, it's only going to aggravate the situation. So there's only so much inside work you can do while you're in that environment and then the rest of it happens outside. And I love, Cal, that you're a huge um, a journaler. I, I love journaling. It's my favourite thing to do. It's so healing. It is gives you, it creates a space for you to do the inside work and it also creates a structure for those of you who are type A's and for those of you who love structure. Journaling is great because it does give you that level of structure and I love this that you've mentioned that you now run a course and you're sharing with people how to do this inside work. Is that right? Yes, yes. So I now share the program that I initially created for myself with other women to help them navigate the aftermath of toxic relationships and to then use it as a catalyst to transform and change their lives because there's so much, so much beautiful um, life to be lived, but you have to really be able to transform those limiting beliefs and reprogram and update your conditioning so that way you can be available to receive it. So the toxic relationship does not have to be the worst thing that ever happened to you. And I know that for myself, when I heard people before of the transition, when I heard people talk about this, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> whatever you don't know how can this thing how can this thing that does me so much physical and mental damage be the best thing for my life 
Yes, and take advice from people who've gone through the journey and out the other side is when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. And that's very powerful to see that we can make the worst things in our lives, the best things in our lives, or at least we can make them the catalysts for change on the very least. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit more about your 12-week program? Yes, absolutely. So it's a hybrid course and mentorship program. So there are training videos with different modules that really navigate you through the framework I developed to heal and process the trauma experienced in toxic relationships and to guide you on your road to independence and establishing freedom and regaining your identity and rebuilding self-trust and confidence so you actually have the foundation to support your creating your dream life because unresolved trauma is not a stable foundation to build the life of your dreams. That's really where you have to start. You have to address the trauma that you experienced because if you ignore it, avoid it, you hold on to it. And I know this because I tried to avoid it and ignore it and it stays with you. And if you carry around the shit from the past, your future is going to feel like crap. So you really have to have a safe place to navigate that trauma and process it and understand it and release it. So that way you can start to pick up the pieces of your life and put them back together and create a new life story for yourself. So this program navigates you through that process. So there are the training videos and then also weekly one-on-one support sessions because watching a training video is great, but I feel like you need more to be able to actually apply it to your life, especially because everyone is unique and that means their healing journey is unique as well. There's no one size fits all to healing. And I personally found the whole concept of healing to be very abstract. Like, okay, I know I need to heal. I know I'm experiencing pain and I feel hurt and I need to heal, but how do you actually do that? Like, what does that mean? And, you know, there's concepts like, oh, you have to create space for your future. And I'm like, but how do you do it? Where's the manual? I don't know. I couldn't find it. So I wrote one for myself and that's what this program is. It's designed to help you understand and navigate the aftermath and rebuild your life. So that way you can find the happiness and freedom that you deserve because your dream life is available for you as impossible and far away as it feels right now, especially if you're still in a toxic relationship. I can remember when I was in my marriage, I was just paralyzed in fear. I was afraid to leave. I was afraid to stay. I was just living in this constant state of fear. But ultimately, it was the fear of regret that led me to take action because I did not want to wake up 5, 10, or 15 years later and regret not leaving sooner. At the time, I... I wasn't sure if I was making the best decision of my life or the worst decision of my life because you're conditioned to doubt yourself when you're in these toxic circumstances. But I just knew that I would regret not leaving and that's what led me to take action. But you see, audience, that it started with the decision. So that's the point that we need to get to so that we can move forward. And, you know, we have all of these stories around um, our own ideas of our life and then we're just living them and that's why we're in the process of being a victim. 
And then when we get to the other side, we become the survivor. Yes, and, and Cal, back me up here because I cannot be the only yeah. person that took a couple of steps forward and then I went back to my old stories. So even though we take the time to craft the new story about what we'd like our reality to be like, you know, the words we say to ourselves, we put ourselves back into situations. I'd been out for years and then I put myself straight back into a situation as late as 2019. Uh, so just before I met my beautiful fiance. So, you know, and that's because even though I'd cleared most of the stories away, there's still that tiny little story in there that uh, that still exists. So, you know, what did you do, Cal? Unless, you know, you're a superhero and you just kept powering forward. But what I... when things went wrong, like that's what I'd love to know. I I thought I was a superhero, honestly, and I realized I wasn't. I took a lot of detours on my healing journey because I, like you, had those underlying beliefs still, those underlying stories that I kept reliving. And it wasn't even necessarily just in toxic partners. It was in other toxic relationships as well, toxic relationships with the gym and working out and my relationship to overworking and productivity and using distractions to numb the pain. So I really had to navigate those underlying belief systems that I was still carrying trauma from the relationships in. And you will continue to repeat the patterns of your past until you break them. And it starts with becoming aware of them and making the decision. But I realized that I was the common denominator in my life, kind of a scam. That was a harsh reality to accept. But the next realization was if I kept bringing the same version of myself to new life experiences, nothing was going to change. My life would look different, but it wouldn't feel any different. And that's exactly what I was experiencing. I was in a new place. I was rebuilding my life, but I still felt controlled by my past. I still felt um, like I didn't have the freedom that I was looking for. I still felt trapped. And it wasn't until I really started to unpack those limiting beliefs that I was still carrying that I actually began to feel the happiness I was looking for all along. I got to feel what genuine confidence actually is when I started to really understand and acknowledge my self-worth and recognize that I am enough. I've always been enough. I just didn't believe it. So that's really when where the work is, but that's where the beauty is as well. Yeah, it, it's beautiful because it really is so simple once you've got to the other side. From the other side looking at it, it just looks like a very big brick wall. Like we hear people, you know, they've made it, they've got the other side, they're living their life, they're empowered, they're making a difference. And whilst you're on the other side, it sometimes feels like you're throwing yourself up against the brick wall and falling down. Yes. And, and, yeah. and it's, but, but no audience, people that are listening, that, you know, when you get to the other side, it, it the next level of empowerment where you just know it to be true and where you're paying it forward and making a difference for others is very powerful. Yes. And sometimes we still slip. So it's okay. If you've, if you've slipped, it's okay. If you're, if you're constantly in the void, it's okay. 
It, uh, it just takes being surrounded by that proximity, which is exactly what Kale's offering. And also, you know, that stronger belief system in yourself so that you can move forward. I love what you were saying about building the foundation, because if you think about it, if we move forward and we don't have or we haven't done the inside work, um, it is like building a house on, on quicksand <laughs> because, you know, yeah. it might look good, but it is going to sink. And uh, sometimes it'll sink spectacularly. And that all is it's all back to the foundation. It's all doing the inner work, the journaling, mm -hmm. the uh, building your own self-worth, your self-esteem, rewriting your stories so that you can, you know, literally so that you're bulletproof, so that you think differently. And when you are in a situation, you can spot the stuff a mile away. When you're mm -hmm. in a situation, you know, you will you won't even be energetically in that situation because you're not vibrating at that same frequency. So you will no longer attract it. The people that could do you damage or they, they don't even find you remotely attractive because you're no longer in that victim mentality. You're in a survival. In fact, they're actually a little scared of you, <laughs> just saying just quietly, and they will um, go out of their way to avoid you. Yeah, so true. So, wow, out the other side now and paying it forward and you've got a 12-week program and working with people one-on-one, -on -one, that's really powerful. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do. As you, what, what does your days look like? You know, you're working as a coach, you've got an online business, you've got a podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about your life? Because we love to know what's happening in your life. Yes, absolutely. I can honestly say I am living my dream life. I am living the life that I wrote about in my journal four years ago when I first left that emotionally abusive marriage. And I dreamed that I would somehow become the love of my life and become my own favorite person and create a life on my own terms. And it's amazing to actually be living that life because at the time I did not know how I was going to do it. That light at the end of the tunnel seemed like a train, but being on the other side is it's so beautiful. And my life is amazing. I wake up, I have my morning routine that I do. I always meditate and journal and do EFT tapping, which is emotional freedom technique tapping. It's a beautiful practice um, that can really transform limiting beliefs. And I have a, a few other tools in my toolbox that depending on the day I might use in my morning routine. And then I love to write. I use my mornings to write. And then I have client meetings, which is one of my favorite parts of my day because I get to connect with women and share the strategies and tools that I use and actually make a difference in their lives. And I create my course and content and lots of creation, lots of connection, all of my favorite things. And I usually spend the later part of the day at the beach, at least in the summer, because I am a total beach bum. The beach is one of my favorite places. It really just, it's, I just feel alive there. It's my soul's happy place. And I think it's so important to take time for what makes you feel alive. So I love spending time with friends and family and doing things that actually make me feel good. And still, sometimes I just look around and just such amazement that this is actually my life because it's just the complete opposite of what my life used to be. I absolutely love it. Now, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called Dear Dumb Bitch. 
kind of like, kind of like Dear Diary, but Dear Dumb Bitch, because we all have an inner dumb bitch that's teaching us life lessons when we actually pay attention. I tried to ignore mine for most of my life, but those signs to change and pay attention don't go away. They will eventually become billboards. So I just like to share all of my life lessons. I do share a lot on toxic relationships, but also just my perspective on life in general. So it's it's a lot of fun. And it complements my other brand, which is how I cured my resting bitch face, which was actually inspired by my ex-husband. So the the story behind the name is, this is, is one of the common questions he would ask me. This would be like a typical way we would start the day. This would be like a random Tuesday morning, once upon a past life when I was living in an abusive marriage. He would ask me, what's wrong with your face? Why do you look like such a bitch? And at the time, I still thought that I was the problem. I really thought that I needed to change who I was to make him happy. So my response was always the same. Like, I don't know, sorry, it's just my face. I'll try to change it. And I realized after the fact that there was nothing wrong with my face. I was just in a very abusive and toxic situation. But also, there is an energetic shift that occurs when a woman believes in herself and has that genuine confidence and radiates self-love. And that is really how I cured my resting bitch face was giving myself the love that I was always looking for in all the wrong places. So that's the, that's the inspiration behind the brands. I love it. I love it. I love both the names. <laughs> Um, glad we gave the disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I love them. They And, you know, from a marketing perspective, they stop the scroll. So they get people's attention. So they're very clever names there, to use from a business. There's a shock factor, yes. I love it. And also it speaks to us standing into our power and making a difference and helping, you know, shining our light and also helping others around us shine theirs because that's what it's about, isn't it? The human condition is for us to heal and then for us to help others heal. Absolutely. Hurt people, hurt people and healed people, heal people. And we're all on the same journey. We're just at different parts. And there's people that reached out to me and helped pull me along. And now I'm reaching back and helping pull other women along and guiding them on their journey because it's, it's your own journey. No one can do it for you. No one can do the work for you. No one can learn the lessons for you, but there are certainly people that can lead you and guide you and show you the light and show you what's possible and help you believe in yourself until you believe it for yourself. Mm, and, uh, and, you know, that's a strong message in and around proximity, you know, proximity being power is that when we're in these relationships, we are surrounded, well, sometimes we're only surrounded by them <laughs> because mm -hmm. we can't even get out. And so that's all that we can see. And uh, when we're out the other side and when we're moving through the processes, we need to surround ourselves with people who get it because not everybody gets it. Like, just like you said before, when you were in the group therapy, Cal, that you, I don't, you know, I don't belong here. You've all had physical abuse. I've got emotional abuse. Is that we don't see where we belong to. And so we mm -hmm. need to have those, those families, those groups. We need to have those proximities of people that actually get it so that they can, 
you know, so you feel more open to share your wounds so that you can help progress and move forward. Yes, and you still need people that are out the other side, have done it, are glowing, are in a place of power and personal power because then they give you that person, that mentor to move towards and shine the light. So you need both proximities, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I love group work. I think it's fantastic. Yes, and I do believe that you need more than that. You also need someone who is where you want to be I feel that's uh, really why we've got mentors and coaches on this planet. Mm. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, so you need both. And I do like the group work as well. So um, myself as a recovered alcoholic, I went to AA and surrounded myself with those, those groups. Uh, After my son's suicide, I surrounded myself with groups of people who'd lost children and another group of people who'd lost people to suicide. So yes, and it still wasn't enough because um, they were still in that vibration, that lower vibration of still healing. Uh, You definitely need to attach yourself to a person who is the other side. And, you know, what a great person to attach themselves to. What a fantastic mentor that you are. Have not just walked the talk, you know, you've gone through the process and now you're living the life of your dreams. And this is what we secretly want when we're still in that space. We secretly want to be living the life of our dreams. Well, we don't, we dare to dream that we have the possibility. So it doesn't even feel like it could ever be a reality on the other side. It just feels like, you know, you see it on the television or you see it in a movie, you think, yeah, that's what you love, but you feel that, you know, in your deepest, deepest secret dreams, you believe that maybe it could be you. But yeah, and and here you are, the other side, and shining your light so bright. I love it. Now you've also got another opportunity, which I think you're calling a strategy call. Can you tell us about the five steps for people that are yeah. listening? Yeah. So I have a five-step guide to get over a toxic ex. It's totally free. It's a free resource that I created. And I also offer free strategy sessions to help women put a plan in place to get over their toxic ex and toxic relationships, because it's so important to have support and resources. And I was very fortunate to have access to that and to create my own, but I know not all women do. So I want to be able to provide that support and those resources. So the strategy sessions are totally free. I connect with women over Zoom and I they share what their current challenges are. And I always make sure they have a few tangible action items that they can take right now to help them with whatever's showing up, whatever they're struggling with in the moment at whatever point in their healing journey after a toxic relationship. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. So we'll put them in the show notes and we'll also put them in the description as well um, on the YouTube channel. And we'll also, with your permission, share the 12-week course, which you've only just launched just now. Is that right? Yes, I have been waiting to until today, 8-8, to release this course, because if you are familiar with astrology, 8-8 is the Lion's Gate portal, which symbolizes opportunity and transformation. And I felt like that was the perfect day to release and offer this program. And enrollment is available now. The course will be starting on September 4th, which is actually my ex-wedding anniversary, because is there a more appropriate day to actually start a program on toxic relationships than my ex-wedding anniversary. I'm rewriting that story. So I'm still continuously rewriting my story and writing my future and showing other women how to do that in the process. 
Oh, I love that. And now with your course, your 12-week course, uh, I understand there's videos, but did you say it's one-on-one, the communications, or is it a group um, conversation? Yeah, so so I am offering it that the support sessions to be one-on-one just because it's such an intimate experience. There's power in groups as well, but for me, I, I really feel like women benefit from the intimacy of one-on-one space, especially when you are being so vulnerable and sharing um, such challenging circumstances. So I've done group sessions in the past with women, but this course is offering the one-on-one support. So that way women really feel safe and supported and uh, have that intimate container. Mm, yeah, so I run both uh, and I do find there's a different frequency, there's a different offering, there's different takeaways and uh, and and we need both for mm-hmm. to move forward. I love it. Now in where it's almost at the end of our 30 minutes, but I'd just love to know, Cal, is there you know a word of advice that you'd like to give our listeners to help them move forward? Absolutely. I would say the first word of advice I have, I have a lot of advice, would be to recognize that the relationship with yourself is not only important, it's the most important relationship that there is. And it really is the foundation for every other relationship in your life. I didn't know you were supposed to have a relationship with yourself. It wasn't intuitive to me. And I really thought that it was my job to make other people happy and to meet their needs. And I thought that it was subsequently their job to make me happy and meet my needs. And I realized that I kind of had it backwards. But once I began to rebuild the relationship with myself and repair that, I I realized how much beauty there is when you have that relationship with yourself and just know that you deserve all of the best things in life and it's available to you it's possible but you just have to make the decision to choose yourself no matter where you are in your healing journey if you're still in a toxic relationship and you're thinking about leaving or you're afraid to leave or perhaps you're out of the relationship but you're still feeling controlled by your past because you don't know how to let go and break free or even if you're out but you're dealing with unhealthy coping mechanisms you have to choose yourself and continue to choose yourself every single day and that's what will change your life because a toxic relationship isn't going to change your life only you can do that Oh, I love it. You, It's been an amazing 30 minutes. I've loved every moment of it. I'm going to inappropriately walk you, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, if I ever find myself in Seattle, I'll come and say hello in person. Please and, uh, do. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a beautiful experience. And you're showing our audience, you know, what is possible, how regardless of where you are and, and where you are right now, is that it is all possible that you mm-hmm. can make these decisions, that you can separate yourself out of that and find a new proximity of people that really want to help you move forward. You can do the inside work. You can journal. You know, if you can, if you can't write, you can type. If you can't do that, you can speak it into a phone. Mm-hmm. Just need to get that out so that you can then reach into that self-care and help nurture yourself and move yourself forward and, and then stand in your own power. And then maybe it's your turn to stand up and make a difference for others and help them move forward as well. What a beautiful circle. Those who heal, heal. I love that. It's been a privilege and a pleasure to spend quality time with you. Can we say goodbye, Cal? 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you so much. And I'm sending so much love and light to you and all of your listeners. I love it. That's so beautiful. Thanks, audience. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Healing Through Love. You can get further resources, see the show notes, or simply reach out to us via our website at htlaustralia.org. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to your company next time on the Healing Through Love podcast. Oh,